God bless you. Recording. And on that happy note, <laughs> I want to welcome everybody to the Saturday night special of the world. According to Ben Stein, I want to tell people that listen to this podcast, go to our rumble channel and subscribe. You do get a little bit of a, more of a conversation before we start the show. So go to rumble and subscribe because you can't get enough Ben Stein. You no, you never can. And I want to thank the Rumblers, the Ranthers, the Truthers. Remind everybody, BenStein.Substack.com. That's BenStein.Substack.com. I want to uh, thank you for all the people that are uh, joining us on this Saturday night. We know you have a lot to do, so thank you. Uh, and uh, there is a lot to do. And But there's nobody better to dissect things than Benjamin Jeremy Stein. We're And Peter, and Peter Roth, for that matter. Uh, yes, who's I, uh, who's younger you? version who are joined tonight. Oh, what, a, what a compliment. And who are joined tonight by Peter Roth from the Roth Draft. You could find him at Newsweek. Uh, you could find him at the Daily Caller. You could find him pretty much anywhere that will take his content, which is a lot of places. Peter Roth. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless you. Peter. Also, God bless you can find me panhandling on various streets. I have a sign. I say, we'll write for money. God bless you. That's well, you can't have a sign that says, we'll work for food. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, <laughs> It's an inside joke. I thought that was funny, guys. I don't get and, it. It was funny. It was funny. It was very, very funny. And of course, uh, <laughs> of course, the show would not be complete without America's humble servant, multiple Emmy Award winner, speechwriter to two presidents, got Reagan elected. Uh, in a small way, but God bless you. I don't think that's a small way. I okay. that that line was not a small line. Uh, I, and why don't you tell people that line? Because I do not believe that was a small line. I said uh, we were we were speaking at a uh, Republican women's group in uh, Bel Air, and uh, I think I said the real question is now: Are you? This was after four years of that piece of shit, Jimmy Carter, uh, that, that kind gentleman, Jimmy Carter. I said, uh, "Are you better off now than you were four years ago?" And Mr. Reagan just loved it, loved it, loved it, and used it a lot throughout his campaign. He and I were both on the same panel. And he and, came up, uh, one of his men, I'm sorry, one, one of his men came up to me afterwards and said, uh, we really like you. We'd like you to be a speechwriter on this campaign. And I said, well, I'm already signed up for Mr. Bush because uh, Mr. Bush's dear friend is Peter Flanagan. I mean, if you know who he is, Peter Roth, I'll be very impressed. But he was a wonderful, wonderful, genuinely superhuman guy. And uh he had already asked me to promise my services to Mr. Bush. I know. I don't believe I ever met the man, but I know the name. And there you are. And, and, and the number of the books I've read, but that I don't think you would have. I don't think you would have. He passed away to some reason. Yeah, that that, that genuinely, line, I think, I was really the question that most Americans were asking. Yeah, and it's a big question. Voted Better. in November of 1980. You literally well, tapped into the American uh, into the American consciousness. Um, well, you're very kind, and I might add, at the risk of stating the obvious, why are we Republicans not asking the same right now? Uh, you're you're extremely correct. Why are we not asking that same question right now? Uh, but I, I did not finish. Of course, you're a lawyer. Most importantly, your father, a grandfather. And a husband. And second, most importantly, you are the doctor, Benjamin Jeremy. I am a doctor, and I... I've been trying to figure out why some new doctor that I went to, supposedly a doctor, told me I had to lose so much weight when uh, all the people in my life, especially girls, 
telling me that my weight is perfect. So uh, I, and I know it's not perfect. I know I'm severe, severely overweight, but I also know my blood pressure is close to perfect. And uh, this guy uh, who told me this, I think is favorite to, to start off my visit with him on that note. And uh, I think it is reflected in the modest quarters he inhabits. Uh, there you are. Nobody wants to be told that, uh, especially especially, my doctor. especially the first time you're meeting them. Like that's like mm-hmm. that's like session number three. Work, work session work, number three hundred. Work, work into that. Yeah, but I actually had a doctor that did tell me that, and uh, but he used himself as an example, and it was a big help for me. I mean, I was fourteen at the time, uh, but and my knees were in. My, uh, yeah, I, but it did help me. He was a great doctor. His name was Dr. Grant. I don't know if he's still alive, but he did this amazing thing where he would work on the mentally handicapped, you know, the ones that were so severe, their fingers were tightened up and he would do surgery on them to release, uh, or, you know, uh, to release the, the bones so they could have flexibility in their fingers. And he did that for free. And I just thought he was an extremely special man that, that, that did that. Okay. On that note, very special. And I might add, that's a rare doctor nowadays who is that kind of a human being. I think doctors have been made more and more and more into automatons, and there's less and less empathy, less and less human feeling. Uh, I am very blessed that I have, I've been here a very, very, very long time, and I'm blessed that I now have three superb doctors that I'm very, very happy with. Yeah, you have four. Let me ask you, I'm sorry, Dr. Dr. Uh, Wong, pretty good dentist. Oh, he's, I, I, I didn't, don't think of Dennis as doctors, but I, okay, fine. It's great. He's the best dentist I've ever had. Okay, great. there you are. And okay, on that note, welcome to the world according to Ben Stein. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I was around Ben today, we were talking and, um, and I said to him, you know, we're at this point, we're all political prisoners. Um, very well put, very well put. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And hence the title, We Are All Political Prisoners, because we were we were talking about, I don't even know what you would call this, Ben. I know Peter obviously wrote about it. I don't even know what to call what's going on other than as you were comparing it to the Nazis. And as you yeah. were comparing and, and I want the you coup, to get the into coup, that a little the bit. Coup, the coup. The, uh, what happened this week was uh, yet another uh, step in the unfolding endless coup against the Constitution. I mean, Mr. Trump, as to him, uh, he's a great, great guy, amusing guy, and a rich guy, but uh, although I question how rich he really is. But anyway, uh, I, uh, but uh, what we're having here is a coup against the Constitution. And that's the problem because the Constitution is the lifeblood of America. I, the other day, Judah said, we're the only country that has a constitutional written constitution. That's not quite true, but it's almost true. The only, certainly the only large industrial country that does. But uh, I think Liberia does. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the uh, we're becoming a lot more like Liberia anyway. And uh, we 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 must preserve the constitution. That's it. Without the constitution, we're nothing. And when you take a man and you arrest him, indict him for uh, what is essentially a traffic ticket when he's been uh, president of the United States by a substantial majority. Uh, it's essentially you are throwing the Constitution in the crap, or if I may say that, and uh, which is really serious, seriously bad. There's a saying, I forget, Peter, whether you're a, you're a lawyer or you're not. No, he's not. He played one on TV. 
Oh, you did really? Yeah. No. Okay. There's a there's a uh, there's a, a very famous saying in law, de minimis lex non cura, which means the law does not care about trifles. And uh, this was a case where the law was used uh, like a uh, side to chop down the uh, rights of the citizens to not have their trifles brought into court. I keep thinking that uh, essentially what happened with Mr. Trump this week was that uh, this Mr. I always forget how his name Bragg. Bragg, Bragg, Mr. Bragg. Alvin Bragg. Uh, or just remember Bragg, Fat Alvin. Got a, uh, got, a, uh, got a grand jury to indict Mr. Trump uh, on what is essentially a trafficking. And this was a man who was a political figure of great importance, uh, stood for the rights and views and values of a very, very large number of millions of Americans. And he was uh, hung upside down. And those unborn. Very good, very good. The most innocent among us is unborn. He was hung upside down and beaten uh, for his political views. And that's uh, national socialism. Uh, that's that's uh, fascism. That's uh, communism. Uh, that's all the things we don't like. That's exactly the opposite of what we would like America to be. Well said. And Peter Roth, it's... Uh... It's uh, I, I, I still do it. I, I said this the other night when I heard the news and I heard it through Ben's son. I had passed out for a little bit and I woke up and Ben's son had texted me and I it, I had these moments, anger, rage and then real sadness. Mm-hmm. For, and I said this from, for where our country is right now, Peter, because this is a really sad event. Yes, I do. You're right. Is, uh, Peter, please. I've been doing all the talking. For a lot of reasons, and and one of them is that people don't recognize how sad an event it is. Um, they are blinded by their That's very good syndrome. They're so happy to see Trump. You know, uh, Rob Reiner, meathead from All in the Family, has been joyously tweeting about Trump being indicted. It's something he's been demanding for years. Right, I'm, so, he's a longtime friend, so. I, I'll have to not join in with you quite as enthusiastic. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm using him as, as simply as an example. Yes. Um, that there are a lot of people who <clears throat> believe the things that he believed uh, oh, yes. about Trump, who are just who, who don't care about the circumstances involved, which seems to me <clears throat> to reflect a lack of respect for the due process. Right. 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 America. Right different from so many other countries which is funny that you said i just want to chime in because nancy pelosi's tweet was where she said you're uh he, he's got to prove his innocence he will have the opportunity wait a minute 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 when did she say that thursday when this happened thursday wow, this is incredible that's incredible i mean can she really be that ignorant of the law yeah i guess she can i guess that's terrifying that is a terrifying thing that you just told me, Judah. He has to prove his innocence. That this is true, not national socialism. I mean, this is this is Judge Freisler right in our front pages. Judge Freisler, there he is. Yeah. Why don't you explain to people who that was? Judge Freisler was the Nazi-appointed judge who uh, tried, put in quotes, the uh, people accused of being part of a conspiracy to assassinate Adolf Hitler. And uh, once they were uh, once they were convicted, and they're always they were always convicted, they would be hanged 
not in a neat, simple way of snapping the necks, but by being hanged until they suffocated and died in excruciating pain on, on piano wire. And then the Fuhrer would watch movies of this, uh, these people suffering until late at night. I, they, they, you can, you they, can they, search they, him out on, on YouTube, John. But that sounds eerily uh, similar, Peter, because these people are watching themselves and watching it go down on the news and on all over the verse of uh, the internet and uh, proud of themselves for their statements on this, Peter. Who are you talking about specifically, Judah, when you said that? Eric Swalwell, that degenerate that got kicked off, uh, the Adam Schiff. That got kicked off uh, the, the the Senate Intel the, the House Intel committees, uh, people like that. Uh, just just you could go down the list, and uh, there's quite terrifying. a few of them. Terrifying. Sorry, terrifying. Peter, go ahead. If, if, if there were a lot of things at issue here, you know, several of the late night comics have, have made jokes, basically saying, you know, if Trump had shot Stormy Daniels instead of paying her off, Bragg never would prosecute. Yes. Because he doesn't prosecute people who commit gun crimes in Manhattan. And, and you sit back and you go, really, the politics of this are so obvious. And, and it is something we are so not used to, but should be, because it's been coming for a long time. Peter, I have to jump in for a second, because I, I, you said something very where you just said you're right. But, but you got to go deeper where Ben Stein would go deeper, that the politics of it is obvious. It is obvious. But as Ben has said, we are we are headed towards a racial dictatorship. And that's I think we're already there. We're, we're already there. That's that's not the obvious or the part that nobody really wants to talk about in this case. When you see three of the prosecutors that have gone after him so far and tried him since he's been in office, I want to say, I could be wrong about Georgia, that they're all black. Okay. Right. And that's I'll, a very big part I, I of could, the story. I could be totally wrong problem. and somebody <clears throat> could check up, check that up on me, but I could be totally incorrect. Alvin Bragg actually ran on this. He, uh, and, and, and there, and this is a hundred percent fact to truth that George Soros donated a million dollars to the super PAC and half a million dollars went to him. $5,000 of federal money went, went into this uh, going after Trump, but I think it, it, which is a tiny sum of money, but it's still nonetheless uh, at that point, the, the Ben, what it is, is at that point, the feds could then uh, the Congress is, has the right to oversee the case because of that. Uh, I, hope to, I hope they do. But, but, but I know exactly, but I'll let you go, Ben. Sorry. No, 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 go, no, go ahead. I'm done. I, I just thought. No, no, I, th I think the racial aspect of this is gigantic and frightening. And uh, I think the Democrats, uh, idiots that they are, have been trying to push us towards a race war for a long time. And it's a very scary prospect that opens before us because this country always has had serious problems in terms of racial tensions and to try to make them worse scratch that itch until it bleeds uh that's serious business i mean when we get into a race war in this country we mean business and it's really really terribly serious and, but the democrats i think are so selfish and uh crazed on the subject of wanting to hurt the white man and especially the successful white man they will ignore all the warning signs peter 
Well, I'm just I'm just wondering how Trump gets a fair trial in Manhattan. Not that's a very very well, very. That's one of the first things they're going to. Twelve people in Manhattan who haven't already mm -hmm. made up their minds. Yes, very good. Very very good. Innocence. Very good. Very. That and, is really really good. That's really good. You know, particularly particularly knowing that the guy Cy Vance Jr., the son of the former Secretary of State who was the district attorney in Manhattan before Bragg, looked at this case and declined to move ahead with it. It's incredible. And let's remind, let's, let's remind our viewers and listeners who Mr. Vance is and the other case he, he had involving a prominent figure involving in the world of finance. I, I'm sure you're, you're so young, you may not remember. It was the, uh, the French was his last name Khan or something? Yeah, I was going to say that. The, the, the Strauss Khan, where they, they accused him of raping some large Aunt Jemima like uh, woman who uh, was his hotel maid. And uh, they really just uh, they made themselves just complete idiots. And uh, I only say she's an Aunt Jemima like maid because she brought, apparently brought him up at breakfast. But she, uh, uh, this is. Uh, I mean, this is crazy. This is just crazed to be trying to scratch this wound over and over but and over again until it bleeds and gets infected. I'm now remembering it. It, it was it, in like 97. And, but I think before, he, Peter, before you he get was to it, I just want to say. to be the next president of France. It, yeah. Right. Derailed his campaign right. efforts. And, we and did we then get Sarkozy or did Sarkozy come later? No, no, that. And, and they were fat. They were overheard. The first time. This guy was sent into uh, the, the people who set up this maid and have her paid her off to uh, to do to do this uh, fraudulent accusation. But apparently we're giving each other the high five after he was arrested saying now we've got him, we've brought we've ruined his career. And it turned out that the, the case was completely fraudulent. And again, this is proof that a prosecutor can, as I've said several times, and I'm sure Peter knows very well, can indict a ham sandwich. And the point is that Peter and Judah are making very well is that this person, even this guy, a stone fool with no more principles than a turtle, uh, even he wouldn't bring a case. Yeah. But and, and by the way, Peter, I was just going to say, it's just this thing to note, just so people know about Cyrus, Cyrus Vance, he's Cyrus Vance Jr. Senior was another piece of... Uh, uh, it was another piece of garbage who was the Secretary of State under Jimmy Carter. Uh, I just, it's, it's, it, the cesspool is uh, sometimes disgusting. Sorry, Peter, go ahead. Hey, I'm just, just getting back to the, to the core principle here that, that even, even if you find Trump to be an odious human being, he is entitled to a fair trial in front of a jury of his peers and due process. And if he can't be guaranteed it, no one can be guaranteed it. Um, and, I, and they're not going to get, they cannot there, get it. In there, there may be some people out there who in the same way cheered when OJ was acquitted. Um, oh, there were a lot of those because people. Because of what what it represented. Um, the, well, he, was the acquitted because he, he was acquitted because he was black. Because so it was an all-black jury. That, that he had gotten away with it. Rich white men always get away with it, um, that it was kind of a tipping point. 
Um, this, is, this case is a great case. And if he yeah. doesn't, none of us are ever going to get a fair trial. I mean, you know. And OJ, OJ, I may say so, I really, really abuse. Oh, I knew OJ. I think if I ran into him, he would remember me. Uh, he and I used to sit next to each other. For some reason, the chair, the tables at a very prestigious restaurant here called Mr. Chow are all, almost always given to the same people in the same order. And I was a very frequent customer, and so was Mr. Simpson. And so I, he and I would sit next to each other a lot, and we would josh back and forth. And, uh, and this was a guy who was just uh, so beloved of the African-Americans and in L.A. And many, yes, you're right. You're right. You're exactly right in many ways. Anyway, so he, he, saw, he saw his ex-wife at this restaurant, at, and a guy was waiting on her, a handsome young Jewish guy. And uh, they went home together, or at least in some, in some way they rendezvoused at home. O.J. was alleged to have followed them and then to have killed them with a knife. Now, here's the beauty part. In O.J.'s bedroom in Grantwood Park, nice, nice, nice neighborhood, they found a blood drop of Nicole's blood, fresh, not from years ago when they had been married, a, blood, a fresh blood drop. And even with that piece of evidence, which is completely irrefutable, he was acquitted. You know what the most amazing part to the story is? Before he left Mr. Chow, OJ had asked Ben if he could borrow his knife. Uh, no, that's not true. Of course, I'm joking around, but that, uh, uh, but uh, it, it's uh, it's it's an amazing story, Ben, that you just used to sit next to OJ, and he was, by the way, we have to say he was an icon. He was one of those first and incredible that athlete. broke that really broke through. The the rate that he was he, he catered to the black and white crowd. He, he was in tons of movies. He was uh, and in a sense uh, uh, before Trump uh, was uh, president. He, too, was in the black world and revered in the black. Yes. World. Oh, absolutely. And, and people forget about that. He was a he was famous for being famous. He was a corporate spokesman. He was a world class record holding athlete. He was a sports commentator. He was the kind of guy that you felt you knew. You felt you knew and loved. And you felt you knew and loved. And some people hate him. But, but I, I give you the example. And Judah will know about this, of course, because he's from New York. They were trying to build a skating, ice skating rink at the north end of Central Park. And the city of New York had been working on it for years, spending a great deal of money and not getting anywhere. And Trump said, I'll do it for free. Uh, and I'll do it, have, have it done in, what, four months, five months, some very short time. And, and he did. And nobody could believe it. And they all thought he was great. But uh, again, the same thing with the, the ice skating heard. ring. With, 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 not with the ice skating ring, with, with, no, with the golf course. He I got didn't the, know about that. He got the golf course built really quickly. Uh, he, yeah, well, one, but, of, one of the reasons that he established the club at Mar-a-Lago, one of, was the fact that so many of the clubs in Palm Beach are restricted. Yes, 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 yes. And and I, I, in that vein, uh, I was told by someone who knows, is very much without question in a position to know that when Mr. Nixon wanted to move into Manhattan after he'd become pre been president, after he decided to leave Southern California, uh, he, was, uh, he, he was turned down 
by many co-ops in New York, because co-ops in New York, this shocks a lot of people, are often restricted against uh, controversial people, well-known people, Jews for sure. And uh, Mr. Nixon uh, was kind of shocked about it, I guess. And uh, Mr. Trump called him up and said, Mr. Mr. President, any time, any apartment that I have any influence in uh, is involved, if you're looking for a home, you're there. I'll, I'll make sure that it happens. And uh, nobody else had done it. Everyone said, oh, well, he was president. Of course, anyone would do it. No, no, no. Only, only Trump stood up and did it. As, which is amazing. And if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world. According to Benjamin Jeremy Stein, that's the man over there. And I want to thank everybody that's listening and watching and all the new folk in the chat. If I can't get to your chat uh, or your rant, I shall do my best in the words of Ben Stein. Um, but uh, somebody wrote, why doesn't somebody ask Biden to denounce Satan? Quite funny. Uh, uh, he would have no comment on the answer. But uh, I want to welcome everybody. The Jews were joined by Peter Roth from the Roth Draft. And if you're new, go check him out. Check out his stuff. It's really good stuff. And of course, you know, Ben Stein. But Ben, he brought up something uh, very, I, I want to explain to people, a very close friend of ours uh, is, is, is a true patriot. And uh, he, uh, there's a, not a courtroom that he uh, doesn't had, didn't like being in, that's for darn sure. And he started Judicial Watch. And the whole point when he started Judicial Watch was for freedom of information. And Larry Klayman is a lawyer that was able to then sue because of this freedom of information. Now, Larry Klayman has sued the Clintons and people in his universe over 130 times. He pissed Bill Clinton off so much about his house in uh, Westchester that he brought him up in front. He brought up Larry at a press conference at the White House. He was so aggravated by him. And he was a character on the West Wing. The reason I bring this up is because I know that people are fans of, and he now runs freedomwatchusa.org. Judicial Watch is a scam, my friends, okay? Tom Fenton is not a lawyer. Uh, he can't prosecute cases that he gets, okay? That he gets the Freedom of the Information Act. Right now, Ben, as we discussed today, we need lawyers across America, one defending Donald Trump. Dershowitz and Jonathan Turley should be his lawyers. And we need every prosecutor in every state going after every uh, Democrat politician possibly. And by the way, I want to add Larry actually won a Supreme Court case uh, that they later overturned over, uh, I believe it was the wire, uh, our phones being wiretapped. But Ben, we need to sue and sue as much as you. Well, that's that, that that is easily more easily said than done. But if once it is done, I can tell you as a person who is a lawyer and has been able to prosecute and sue, you really make life a nightmare for the people you're suing. And I was sued by none other than Joan Rivers, and uh, she really made my life a nightmare for for a column I wrote for GQ in which I was just making a joke about her and actually quoting a joke she had made about herself. And uh, even that, that ridiculously uh, misplaced uh, lawsuit caused me incredible, unbelievable aggravation. And it was sort of expensive too. I, I will tell you that mm -hmm. while I have not been sued, not would, and hope not to be, that even being called as a witness is an enormous and tremendous aggravation. Because at this point where we are in the, in the evolution of the, the politics of lawfare, somebody called it, um, you're on thin ice, even if people want to depose you or the FBI wants to come and talk to you. 
because you know the FBI gets to decide if you lied to them. They well, sir, I sure you're sure you're totally right. I've been an expert witness in dozens of very, very, very complicated uh, securities lawsuits, and it, it is a nightmare. But it's great if you're being paid for. And by the way, just so I might add, and I'm not shilling for Larry tonight. I just, I just love the guy dearly. He, he, he had the only client that was not, uh, in, I want to say, indicted under Robert Mueller, which was Jerome Corsi. And uh, I happen to think that Robert Mueller just did not want to have to deal with Larry Clayman. Again, that's another sad commentary that you've got somebody who has, the, has prosecutorial authority who declines to pursue a case because, you know, it's going to just be annoying to deal with the lawyer on the other side of the table and is not thinking about justice, you know, justice, equal justice under law. It's chiseled into the front of the Supreme Court. It's what we aspire to as a nation. You know, these are very important principles. These are very important principles. And the fact that the Democrats have seen fit to poop all over them is really, really terrifying. And uh, I, I hope and pray that someone will stand up for the Constitution. But uh, so far, the all, all omens and auguries are not good. Uh, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see now you, raise a, you raise a really good point, Ben, though. Be, and I'll get to Peter in a second. But you raise a really good point. And I think, listen, I got to give it to Jeb Bush today because... Uh, it, he actually came to Trump's defense. So I, I uh, kudos to, uh, to, 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 to the Bushes, to, 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 to Jeb, to Jeb Bush. Uh, kudos to, uh, I, I know I'm not a big fan of his at all, Bill Barr. Uh, kudos to these people that even though they despise Donald Trump, they came out in his defense today because they realized, Ben, they're a hop, skip, and a jump from being next. No, okay. they're off to, and I, and I think uh, they're true patriots as yeah. well and, and love the Constitution. And the Constitution is an incredibly important document. And to think that this Mr. Bragg, I was about to call him a name having to do with his weight, but I'm overweight myself, so I, I won't. But I, uh, let, let's just say it's heart-rendering, as my sacred wife would say, that so few people are rising in, in rage and righteous indignation about dumping all over the Constitution. I mean, this, this as I keep You're saying right. to my wonderful friend Judah, is like uh, kicking a person out of office for a parking ticket or for a traffic ticket. That's insane. It's, un it's unbelievable. But it's happening. And that is a sign of how seriously the Democrats are taking this attack on the Constitution. And by the way, I just want to say, because uh, to Truth Puppet, I, I disagree with you on this. Uh, uh, it's okay, Jay, Jay Wink, that you don't agree with me either. I don't think they want to be on the right side of anything. There is a ton of anti-Never Trumpers who haven't come out and said anything that could have really at this point, Peter, had a had a come to Trump or come to conservative moment. Forget about Trump, had, had a come to the Constitution moment. Yeah. The okay? Constitution and everything. But, but, you know, th this is, here's the other thing that scares me. I mean, yeah, it's an attract, it's an attack on Trump personally, but I do think that it's an attack on that segment of the American electorate that supports Donald Trump. Oh, de oh de definitely. They're, trying, that, to that kill, that they're trying to kill the movement by cutting off the head of the leader. 
Biden absolutely right. Biden is trying to assemble a popular mm-hmm. front like like the Russians did, like the Soviets did against the Nazis. And the MAGA people are the Nazis in this case. And so everybody needs to needs to 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 be opposed. This is this is this is the Stalin version. The, the well, Biden against Hitler. The Biden popular front is everybody needs every good thinking right America needs to be opposed to Trump. Independents, sane Republicans, Democrats, it's it's these evil MAGA people who want to destroy the Constitution. They're not well, the ones who want to destroy the Constitution. It's been the Democrats who have been tearing the Constitution apart since the 1930s, if not if not before. Well, uh, I'm not sure about that, but you, you, you probably have more data about that than I do, very, very possibly. But look, we don't have to go back that far. We can just say we saw and we witnessed a ghastly charade a fake law enforcement, which in fact was in fact a political coup. This was a, a political coup, very much like the political coup against Richard Nixon, very much like the political coups that have been attempted against other Republicans. And it's uh, where it stops, I don't know. If by some horror show, this case is not thrown out very quickly, uh, we are in real trouble. And I, I don't know who's going to throw it out. You don't have that many judges who have two two strong balls anymore. <laughs> Trump already went after the judge. It's it, it's it's quite it's uh, uh, God bless him. I mean, I, I I'm truly I truly pray for him. And by the way, again to the people in the in the, the this I everybody always asks what's the moment? What's the moment that could turn the tide? And to the people in in the rants. Uh, listen, Trump did a job on Jeb Bush. He did. And uh, he did. Uh, I, right, I loved watching it, but he did a job. And Jeb came out, whatever part of a party you want to call these people. I haven't seen Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis screaming from the gallows. I haven't seen I haven't seen the him. gallows. Uh, not the gallows. I always say that I haven't seen him jumping up and down. I, I, I haven't seen him. You mean the gallery, the gallery. Thank you. And I haven't seen him been doing this. I haven't been seeing people that are in leadership right now, which we know they never do. But so I'm going to give I have you have to sometimes give credit to these people. Where the hell is the RNC right now? Where, oh, that's very, very good. That's where very, very the good. hell is the RNC? And yes, it's not. It's Rona Romney McDaniel. You could take the Romney out. And I know Trump supported her. She's still a Romney. And he's another one of these guys. So let's uh, do let due process go through. And again, another thing where we have to sit through Trump's due process of seven years of him being assaulted uh, by the United by the United States government, Ben. And no, I, I don't think he's gotten due process through this indictment. I mean, this oh, is, this of course he thing. hasn't. Of course he hasn't. I mean, it's, well, it's, every, it's, people don't know this, Peter, and you and I. Do. Oh, forget you're not a lawyer. When you're, you, if you are being attacked by a grand jury. You don't get to have a lawyer there. You do not get to have a lawyer there representing you. The prosecutor is the only lawyer in the room. That's a really horrible situation. And to do that to a person who's robbing a liquor store, that's one thing. To do it to a former president and to try, as you said, Peter, so very well, to chop off the head of a powerful, incredibly important movement in this country, that's really terrifying. And, and we don't know what's in the indictment 
yet, but there have been lots of leaks. And so we can make educated surmises. And one of them is that, that he's listed every possible offense, Bragg, the, the, the district attorney, every possible event, offense as a single count in order to bump up the number. Yeah, of it's what Jonathan totally said. Just because you do 34 counts on the same thing, it doesn't make it a stronger case. Well, by the way, that is uh, that was a standard part of the English common law, that they would repeat the same thing over and over and over again. And they would say, like, uh, Joe Schmeckle uh, robbed a uh, stagecoach, and he, and he took the money with it, pointing a knife at the driver of the stagecoach. And then same same set of facts. And then he robbed the driver by pointing a sharp instrument at the driver. And then same set of facts. Then he robbed the driver by pointing a really, really sharp instrument and looking, making medicine gestures. And this is, was standard in the English common law and was supposed to be knocked out of the English common law by revisions of the Code of Federal Procedure. But apparently Mr. Bragg hasn't gotten the memo yet. Extreme, yeah, extremely well said. And I was talking to you on the phone today and I said it the other night on the show, Peter, and uh, Rick Grinnell came out and said what I had said, which was that uh, that any Republican. OK, again, we're talking about Trump, but at the end of the day, has been really a talk. We're talking about the Constitution. And as as Republicans are running, they should be running on the Constitution. OK, this is what they should be running on and what 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 they're doing to Trump. I don't see how um, these other Republicans right now, other than coalescing around Trump and defending the Constitution and Trump actually run for president, because this is all that's going to be talked about. This is all that's going to be asked about, Peter. Every time Nikki Haley or DeSantis or any of these people get up in front of something, they're going to be asked about this. You might as well just say 2028 and I'm defending Trump. I'm defending the Constitution. I'm defending the people, the base. And I'm defending the party right now because he is the party, Peter. Well, he is. Oh, I'm sorry, you're talking to Peter. I, beg I, I, just, I, think, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, Judah. But I don't want to spend the next however many months it is talking about Donald Trump's guilt or innocence to determine the outcome of the next presidential election. Well, you have no choice. That's what doing to this country. You, you have no choice right I, now. I understand that, and I'm going to fight it, and I've got a column or two or three, so I can. But I want to talk about what Joe Biden is trying to do to this country. They're trying to take away our gas stoves. We brought, yeah. They're trying to take away <laughs> our gas-powered cars. This is incredible. This is incredible. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable, incredible. You should say some of the stuff they're doing here in Beverly Hills and Los Angeles and California. That's incredible, too. You can kill, under Joe Biden, you can kill your child before it's born, but you can't fry eggs over natural gas. Well put. Very, very well put. Very well put. Bizarre, almost psychotic view of how life should be. It's like something out of Dante's Inferno. Well, I, I think you've said it. You've said it magnificently. Uh, what do we do about it? Well, I guess people like uh, you and me, my dear friend, uh, Mr. Roth uh, and Judah, of course, uh, we write about it. We talk about it on the air in our, our little pathetic way. But we keep talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And by the way, I hope this is all we're talking about in 2024. I hope we're not talking about 
World War III. I hope we're not talking about the Reds using the atom bomb against the uh, Ukrainians. I hope we're not talking about the Reds, the other Reds, the Reds who cannot make a decent Chinese dinner anymore. Uh, or the North using, Koreans. Or the North Koreans. Or the, or the, the Iranians. Or the Iranians. Right. And, That's right. There's plenty of other scary yeah. stuff going on. And is the are, do we trust the people who think that a uh, basically a traffic ticket is enough to uh, convulse the whole federal government, convulse the whole United States of America. Do we trust them to be leading us in a war against a very well-armed, disciplined, horrible people? I'm not sure we do. I, I think we've headed down a highway to hell, and I, I don't like it at all. And here I spoke so highly about Biden, about what great fried chicken they had in Delaware. And I'm going to Delaware in just a few weeks to have some of that great fried chicken. And I'm not going to, it's not going to taste the same. <laughs> and Peter, I got to, <laughs> I got to tell you what, in this discussion, what scares me the most is Iran. And the reason I say that is because it's always the person that you're not watching and when you look at the region right now, America is doing its best, truly on purpose, to destabilize that region and destabilize our only ally in that region. And it, it, they are empowering Iran. Iran is Iran. Iran has been as close to broke as humanly possible. Now they're getting Saudi money, and eventually, everybody's going to be like it's going to be like four or five, six years ago, where you know it's this again is the incompetence of the Biden administration. I don't think it's incompetence. I think it's intentional. But go ahead. Okay, but for 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 five decades, we've been helping prop up the Saudi royal family, and we have been helping fix up their messes, and they make a lot of them to use Saudi's economic and energy power as a buffer against Iran's influence in the region. And now the team Biden is pushing the Saudis towards Iran. This is, again, it's psych psychotic. Is Peter, the they're not just pushing, Peter, they're not just pushing the Saudis. They're pushing every, listen, this, the brilliance of Trump was this, right? He realized, that that region, the, un, the instability of that region, and he realized there was one army in that region that could defend all against Iran, and that was Israel. He, and, and he realized that because th 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 that's what they could do. In, in a little more than two and a half years, he has torn that to shreds. Wait, wait, but he, you mean Biden? Biden and this regime has taught, torn it to shreds, mm -hmm. Peter. They are, they, are, uh, they are doing what they did to Trump here, they're they're doing that coup pretty much in Israel right now. They are destabilizing. They're trying. They're trying, they're trying. trying to. They are destabilizing that region, Peter. So it, it's it, it's again it's you you have to who the f trusts this regime? Who's who, who who's going to trust Biden? You have to go with who you think is the winner if death is on the line, Peter. If what is on the line? If death is if your life if Princess Bride. Sorry. Is that from Princess Bride? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know what the Princess Bride is. But anyway, well, guys, look, guys, 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 let's get to work. Let's get to work. Let's grind out those articles. Let's grind out these TV shows. Let's, I mean, even if, even if we start the tiniest, tiniest motive, motion, Adolf Hitler 
was something like number 50 or 55 of the National Socialist Party, Socialist German Workers Party. And uh, within a, a very short time, he was a dictator ruling most of Europe. Uh, so it, it can be done. And, the, he, and Hitler was a horrible, awful guy, to put it very, very mildly. And uh, let's, uh, let's do what we can. Let's just all of us uh, pitch in and uh, do what we can and, to and uh, get, that, get this country rolling. That involves voting. It involves voting early if voting is, early voting is allowed. It involves ballot harvesting where ballot harvesting is, around, is, is allowed. We have to do conservatives. We have to do the same things that legally the left does to influence the outcome of elections, to get the most ballots to the polls. Um, that's that's the struggle. You know, there's no there's no wisdom in waiting till election day, um, as as some people have counseled, because somehow that's safer. That's that's nonsensical. Um, there's a lot that can be done. There's a lot that has to be done. There are policy fights going on right now. Uh, one of the things that does encourage me is that a number of states have passed or are passing bills that are going to redirect state education funding from schools to students so that the parents can use the money to put them in better schools if the schools they have are lousy. And there are a lot of lousy schools out there. A lot, a lot. And there are a lot of lousy students and a lot of lousy teachers. But let's, uh, let's just set our nose to the grindstone and, uh, let's, and let's not back down like uh, some people that Judah has mentioned on the show tonight or today. Uh, and, and let's uh, just say we know a really bad thing happened. We're, not, we're, we're, we're horrified about it. And uh, we love this country so very much that anything we could possibly do to save this country, let's do it. I mean, people fought and fought and fought and fought all over the world for the United States of America in the Second World War. Let's do, I mean, we, we are asked to do the most tiny, trivial fraction of that, and let's do it. I mean, let's, let's get to work. Let's, yeah, let's the, founders made it, the founders made it very easy. Vote. Yeah. Vote, really and, it's vote really and speak. Vote and speak. You know, you're, ra you're raising a really good point, because this is another thing that people, excuse me, people um, uh, missed during Trump's speech last week was that he said pretty much about the mail-in ballots. We got to get in the game. We can't wait anymore till voting day. And really, people, uh, this wasn't covered at all. And he, he's right. We have to vote early. We have to uh, harvest as many ballots as humanly possible. We have, to, we have to get to the nursing homes before the Democrats do. We have to get to the mental institutions before the Democrats do. We have to get into the Latino areas before the Democrats do. Anywhere where they don't speak English or they don't comprehend because they're mentally, they're not there there, we got to get there before them. And that's how we could win, okay? So, and, and Trump's point was we got to play their own, we got to play their game and play it better. We have to turn. And, and, very, and start right away. Yeah. Start right away. Start. We have, to we have a, every Jim. registered voter we can find who agrees with us about the importance of the constitutional principles on which this country was founded and which we are trying right now to preserve. And we can start, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. And let's peace on earth, I think in this case, might begin at least in large part with 
telling the truth. We'll tell, we'll tell the truth. There was a very serious attack against the Constitution this week uh, made by a group of horrible people. And the fact that the leader of the coup was an African-American man did not stop us from telling the truth. This guy is the leader of a coup. And I want to remind people of something because I'm reading the rants. Don't give up hope, okay? Because if somebody, listen, I, I, if somebody had predicted that Donald Trump would have won in 2016, other than me and a few other people, they, quite a few people, you would have thought we were crazy, but we did say that. And so you never know. Like I said, you never know how the tides are going to change how the, the the left does one thing really well or badly in their case is sometimes they push their knee too hard on the American people's neck. And what they did this week was absolutely choke the Constitution. And that's and 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 and, and things like that could really turn the tide. Well, let's get to work on it. Yeah. Because look, a very small number of people watch this great show. It's heart rendering, as my wife would say really heartrending, a much larger number listen to it, but we have to get some, some of this out. I write for a number of entities, our very good friend over here from Alexandria writes for a number of entities. Let's get the word out. Let's just do it to it. Let's yeah. do it to it, folks. I think that's I agree what and we're and doing and, 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 and you know, encouraging people to watch this program and other programs like it, where we talk about these issues in, in depth and in detail, I think helps. But the, you know, Judah is correct when he says not to give up hope. You know, I I, I was born sure, in 1965. Sure. We turned this country around in 1980. We turned this country around after so in 1968. Western civilization on more than one occasion. Thank you. We can do it again, sure. and yeah, we will do it again. You're 100 percent correct. There are there are more people who think like we do out there than think like the bad guys. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. The problem is that the powers that be that force us to live like you know, bring me to my knees when I see what they've done to you. And that's a song. Uh, I'd like to see us write, write, write our little heads off. Peter, you and I, let's write our little heads off from the opposite side of the country and uh, get, get the word out to the extent we can and uh, keep praying and praying and praying and uh, to the extent we can contribute, let's contribute uh, and uh, to various entities. I, in my case, I would say the American Spectator, which uh, is a wonderful, wonderful magazine. I'm sure Peter has his own. And Peter's encouraging me to get into other places now too, so I will be doing that too. I will be re-entering that world where Peter will be submitting my stuff, and he's been staying on top of me. So I uh, thank you for. And Ben's always encouraging me to start writing again. Always, always, to always. stop. Well, I live in West Hollywood, so the things have different meanings. <laughs> and I just want to just on a closing note, you just uh, people you brought up the Princess Bride, which oddly enough, it, people people in our, our ranch is one of their favorite movies. Oddly, though enough, ironically, it was directed by Rob Reiner, but uh, I, I uh, and it starred the brilliant young Fred Savage, Ben, and and Peter Falk was in it, and. It was a tremendous movie, but I just wanted to tell people this really funny story because uh, uh, you never know about people, especially in Hollywood. You always hear stories and and I know he's not politically aligned with us, but you would always hear these crazy stories about the star of it, Mandy Patinkin, who's just a fantastic actor. Politically, he's crazy, but he's a fantastic actor and he deals with mental illness. 
And it's very hard when you're mentally ill sometimes to be on a, a regular on a TV show and when you're dealing with stuff. But I had met him at this. Uh, he was visiting a friend of mine, that acquaintance that just had a heart attack. And I saw him there and I said, OK, I just got to say it. And I said, my name is Aniga Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And it's a line, Ben, from the movie. And a big smile came across his face. And he ended up talking to me for about 30 minutes. And I wish we could go back to that place where people could just have these nice conversations. I wish, you know, we were at today, we were at uh, the Beverly Hills Hotel and one of the valets came up to Ben, to ben and said, Ben, I loved that. We all love your video that you did about Aunt Jemima. And uh, yeah, I hear that, by the way, all, all day long, almost. 100 percent of the time from black people and it, and but it's just night it's just it's it's like even though yes i mean you were you were really weren't whether it was political or not we got to get back to a place where we could talk about uh things other than politics god willing one day we get to that point and the last thing i want to touch on is really have to pray for this wall street uh, wall street uh journal reporter, reporter in russia in russia because uh he i i hate to say this I don't see him getting out for a very long time. If the bargaining chip for a black lesbian pot smoker was the uh, what was his, his name? The, the 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 merchant of death, I believe uh, we, we gave yeah, him right. we gave him up for her. What the hell are we going to give up to have to get we, we what do we give up for this guy? And there is no court in Russia. There is no trial in Russia. It's closed doors and you're guilty. Every single one of these people, I really had to pray for the person from the Wall Street Journal and his family, Ben. And uh, he, he does yeoman's work over there, gets arrested. And uh, yeah, it's very scary, Ben. He got arrested for doing his job. No. It shouldn't be there in the first place, but that's another matter. Anyway, all right. We, we, let's we, say, we, let's we, we must run. I want to thank the Rumblers, the Ranthers, the Truthers. I want to thank everybody from the bottom of our hearts. And remember, benstein.substack.com. You can find Peter Roth at the Roth draft and you could find him of course in the world according to ben stein ben i just want to end with a little levity because it's my favorite thing on a saturday night and ben you know what that is if you have the strength it's saturday night ben well it's saturday night and i just got paid full about money don't try to say heart say go go have a time because saturday night baby i'm feeling fine. i'm gonna rip it up i'm gonna rock it up i'm gonna rip it up i'm gonna rock it up i'm gonna rip it up and ball tonight. Well, I got me a date that I won't be late. I picked her up in my 88. I shag it all down through the Union Hall. When the joint starts jumping, I'll have a ball. I'm going to rip it up. I'm going to rock it up. I'm going to rip it up. I'm going to rock it up. I'm going to rip it up. And ball tonight. God bless you all. We will see everybody Tuesday night. And God bless America.